welcome to episode eight. Yeah, Kevin just finished eating. We were enjoying listening to him eat into the microphone. Uh, Ryan is nice enough to have not recorded that, so nobody will have to listen. If you guys didn't notice, we are at the Yukon location. We are not in Kevin's office right now. I know it's hard to tell the difference, but this is the Yukon location. We saw the opportunity um, to do one in the new store. We don't have the opportunity to really do them in the store at all, so this was kind of a cool deal. So you kind of get to see she ain't much, but she's honest work right now. It's uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a true look of what it... Like we didn't really clean it up or anything. No. This is this is what it is, and it, it wouldn't be worth it because we it would be right back to this in tomorrow morning. Yeah. So what's up, Ryan? This is what it looked like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you, go, Ryan. I think I've been saying that all week. That's nice. He's, it's, my, it's my favorite. Yeah, I think he started he, he started that whenever he was getting sleep deprived on Saturday night when we were here, here late. Oh and, yeah, and build out that'll happen. Yep. Well, you know. I think, you know, it, it's an interesting time going through these build-outs because, you know, obviously we didn't do one for a number of years after Quail doing uh, a nice motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, doing the Norman one, like the parts that we played in that, but especially this one, like it's one of those things that we do infrequently enough to forget like how much work it is and also just like how much stuff it is it's crazy you know you go and you get flooring because we do the flooring here and it's like how many boxes of flooring did you end up you had to go two different places i don't know how many boxes i just know two thousand pounds worth yeah, of flooring two thousand pounds worth <laughs> of flooring each one weighs about let's do some math i'm just kidding um <laughs> but it was a ton i would say like we did two different loads just because like my they, truck couldn't handle yeah right but handle two loads and that's just like just the flooring panels like that's yep. just that not not to mention all the shelves or shelves building. or two trips yeah shelves we've got the tower everything it's just kind of a crazy deal and you also realize how ridiculously expensive it is i think i have sent you a thousand dollars in receipts today alone just today yeah, yeah. and just <laughs> random crap yeah <laughs> yeah like for real just and that's just been constant yeah since. oh yeah so we started so this one's a little different than than our other locations where this one is a first generation space. Uh, we've always been in second generation spaces mm-hmm. where someone else was a tenant before we were. That means it's a new building. It's a brand new building. We're mm-hmm. we're going to be the first ones in this one. That's right. Unless someone really pulls through and does their build out. <laughs> That'd be crazy. In record time. <laughs> but if we're doing our build out in record time at this pace, man. I can't believe how far we are already. It's so again, obviously a little different because we got some things done that we've we've had to do in the past like uh, at the first two locations, we had to build the wall ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can YouTube all that. Um, we've had to have... We have one poorly built wall, one well-built wall, and a professionally built wall now. Yeah. It's yeah. A, yeah. Uh, yeah. They all work. Uh, employees at Quail know not to lean on that wall. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we haven't had to do quite as much. Like, we didn't have to paint here, which was nice because, um, you know, the builder needed to paint the walls anyway so mm-hmm. hey what color do you want them um this one came with a mop sink uh they worked the, which the, is a bigger deal than people realize yeah that was at quail that was five grand <sighs> to put a mop sink in um my so, car's not worth five grand <laughs> <laughs> that's really not my truck's getting down there too actually yeah your dumpster truck it's getting it's getting to be it's gonna be it's gonna be a company work truck eventually yeah which means it'll 
Yeah. But um, be good. That's a good job for it. But yeah, they 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 took care of the two walls. They even put the bathroom in the spe- in the spot that we needed, where it would usually go in the corner. They moved that up a little bit, which was nice. Yeah. Um, they're taking care of the drop ceiling. That's not anything we've ever had to do before, but that's that's unique to our space within yeah. this building. Um, so we didn't have to do any demo. Yeah. So there's a lot less, but usually, obviously, it's like a kind of a a step by step process, but. When we were doing Norman, I actually was doing the math. When we did Norman, when we got to the point where we could put flooring in, it took us a month and a half to open. Mm. Um, so that's kind of where we started here last Thursday. Yeah. Overall, when you look at store to store, Quail took three months to open. From the time we got the keys to the time we opened was three months. We narrowed that down at Norman a little bit at two and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, Yukon, we might do in a week. Yeah, So for real. It is moving not to you know hopefully by the time that we post this that's not completely wrong (laughs) (laughs) so don't overly get your hopes up be looking for us to post but i'm with you man i uh it it has been we've had the keys for how long uh since yesterday wait no saturday yeah like we've had access to this place yeah sorry saturday no uh we've had access so we got to start our flooring on thursday yeah right 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 um and um, yeah they so it was monday and it looks like a triad you could have stole our flooring in between thursday and saturday thousand percent yeah because it was in here unlocked honestly you still might be able to because we're still figuring out exactly how to lock it (laughs) oh i got it figured out (laughs) (laughs) i'll I'll show you guys yeah we got we got tvs in here now (laughs) yeah but uh but yeah it's been uh it's been it's been fun. Um, everybody, it's been a cool thing because a lot of people have chipped in. A lot of employees have been able to come and help. A lot of people have had to work and stuff like that, so we understand. But it's also been, um, it's been cool to see all the help that has kind of come and the benefits of a growing team who are especially willing to just, you know, put in extra time when they can on getting stuff like this going. You know, we are very much, a, you know, um, we all sacrifice now to cross the finish line together kind of deal and so i think this has been a cool opportunity where that's definitely shown um where a lot of the employees a ton of people i mean there's been multiple of of us up here today you know come and go just doing what they can and it's been cool it's it's at the point now where i I think we've got someone here pretty much at all times um so yeah it's you know if you want to pitch in and help out it's you know just pop by or maybe text a group make sure someone's here but uh saturday was a really cool day because obviously uh, you know, a lot of us don't have as many of our regular responsibilities on Saturday. So Alyssa and I, we started off our morning at the storage units, picking up stuff and got mm-hmm. here, what, around 10 or so? Yeah. And met you here. Uh, the three of us worked for, for a couple hours. Um, then Kaylin came by. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Will showed up. And then Ryan came by. So it was just like yeah. there was there was someone else here. Like Alyssa and I were here from like 10 to midnight on Saturday, but yep. there was always someone else here with us working the entire yeah. day, which was I really mean, cool. Alyssa got here, I think she said probably, she was meeting ADT. I think she got here at, at like yeah, noon or something like that. It's seven o'clock now and there has been somebody here the whole time. So yeah. that's cool. Um, yeah. It's, it's going a lot faster because we've, we were doing the same thing we've done in the past of, I think the, the baseboards that we did the baseboards on Saturday, and that's like a, I feel like a great comparison where Quail, we, you know, we had to you figure out, do we want to do baseboards? Do we yeah. want to do like, just like some, like, yeah, we know the molding? recipe. Do we want to do like, you know, some molding up top? Like, and so we had to figure out what we wanted. Then we go, you know, we go to Home Depot. Okay. 
you know, we're looking for something super simple, super basic. Well, like, you know, you spend an hour looking around, don't find what you want. Yeah. Then you're, you know, you got to go back to the drawing board, look online. Okay, Lowe's looks like they might have what we need. Okay, you go to Lowe's, make sure, you know, you got all the right, you know, uh, the right amount. Where this time it was like, okay, what's our, you, we know what floor or what um, uh, baseboards we need. And we know, um, and so we do, it takes us 10 minutes to figure out the measurements of how much, how much we need. Uh, Lowe's is three minutes away from here. Yeah, we're in and nice. out of Lowe's in 30 minutes. Yeah. Starting doing baseboards. So like from the time that we were like, okay, what do we need for baseboards to the time that it's done was like a few hours yeah. where at Quail, it was like a two-day process. Yeah. Well, that's cool though. I mean, it's part of getting better at it and just understanding what it takes and what we need. And we know our recipe now, which is cool. Um, I think, you know, we had the proof of concept that it all kind of worked at Quail. I think we had the proof of it being the ability to replicate it yeah. um, down in Norman. And now it's kind of like, cool. Vincent Oops. was the one that said that when he, because uh, Vincent, uh, previous uh, partner, um, co-founder here, uh, we all work together. The three of us work together with, with Chad at Supplement mm -hmm. Superstores. Uh, Vincent said that when he visited the Norman store after we opened it, I was like, man, this this looks exactly like the yep. Quail store. It's, man, the, the ability to replicate it is just, he's like, that's really cool. Like, it was cool to see how excited about that he was. Yeah. How, he really he was the one that really pointed it out a lot. Yeah, it's super cool, man. It definitely is. Also, a little off topic, it is uh, very interesting to be on the same side of the table as you. It is. I feel like, you know what the newscasters and, like, the sportscasters, when they, like, look at each other and talk, and then they, like, look, look at the, the camera. camera. <laughs> I've been doing that. I've been practicing. My, uh, yeah, so. Tell us, Kevin, what do you think of that touchdown play? <laughs> Well, I'd get into it, but uh, you don't know what a touchdown is. I get it. Moving on. It's when it goes uh, to the basket, right? <laughs> um, let me ask you a question. We talked about this a little bit before, but I, I do think it's an interesting thing. Um, how many people, How have you had anybody ask you, um, like, what, like, I had two people, two different people today. I'll just explain it this way. Two different people today ask me, like, what we were going to talk about on the podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, have you ever had anybody ask questions like that? Because the answer is hilarious. Yeah, we, I get a lot of, like, what's the format? Like, mm -hmm. you know, asking, kind of like, we're back in, like, you know, how do you guys, like, set it up? Like, how's it scripted? What's the format? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> it is not at all. <laughs> I was talking to Laurel about it, and it's funny. She's like, yo, and Kaylin asked as well, but they were both just like, you know, like, oh, what are you guys talking about on the podcast tonight? And I was like, oh, we have literally never discussed what we were going to talk about ever. Like, not even – have we ever? Have we ever discussed, like, what the topics we were – the first episode we were kind of like, yeah, we might do this, but we didn't stick to it at all. No, we didn't. We, we Remember those questions that yeah. we were going to do? <laughs> yeah, we had questions kind of lined up in case we got to kind of, like, some sticking points just to keep things rolling. We were seven episodes in. Yeah, we got to, like, okay, you know, we might talk about our history a little bit. I think we spent 10 minutes talking about our history, and we didn't answer the questions <laughs> until, like, episode four, so... <laughs> Yeah, no. So, yeah, so if anybody is curious, oh, we plan absolutely nothing. Um, the only reason this thing actually works is because Ryan is here and he sets all of these things down in front of us. And then Kevin and I start yapping to each other. And that's it. So, luckily for us, we have a Ryan. I, uh, isn't that right, Ryan? Yeah, he nodded. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be as fun fun if we if we had it overly scripted. It would be a lot of work. No. I, if it was a very like extremely scripted thing, it would be it would be more work than I think I would be able to put into it right now. And, well, and I, I don't think it would be as, as much. I don't think it would be as good. Not yeah. saying that it's not good, but yeah. it's it would be. Uh, I think if we scripted if we scripted all of it, 
Yeah. I don't know. I like just talking about whatever. Yeah. It's more genuine conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So next question on the agenda. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got through that one. <laughs> but it is funny because I don't ever think about it that way. I don't I don't know. We just like sit down and start talking and it's like, um, but people have asked, you know, even guests have done well with it, though, of it just being like, hey, by the way, like nothing's off limits. Like just kind of go for it, you know, and yep. we'll just we'll kind of, you know, yeah, if it doesn't work, we'll deviate from it. <laughs> That's what I was talking to um, uh, uh, Marcus. Um, Marcus Wade with mm. Trinity and M1 um, coaching, yeah, coaching more, um, big, big time bodybuilding coach. And he was, he was uh, one that was actually asking me about the podcast a little bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was actually asking me what the format was. And I was like, you know, it's really no format. Like, and I think that's, you know, by design. Yeah. And, and he was like, so, you know, what kind of things do you guys talk about typically? And him and I had been talking for, I think about 30 minutes and I was like, man, just anything like what you and i just talked about for the last 30 minutes that's a podcast yeah right that's it and that's what <laughs> yeah. we do that was actually i mean it was a really good conversation so like genuinely i meant that he's so. always a good conversation every yeah. time i talk to him it's always a it's always a very good conversation he's yeah, a good guy i like him a lot yeah yeah and he's jacked out of his mind yeah he's always so complimentary too oh yeah i feel great about myself yeah i tell you what man <laughs> when you're just like my goodness yeah and he's like you know by the way man you're looking great and you're like <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he's an IFBB pro. So to get a compliment from right. from someone like that, yeah, means a lot. Well, and he's also somebody who like Marcus has been around the block a few times. You know, like he's mm. somebody who has been around. He's been doing this for a long time. He's been competing for, and coaching and worked in the fitness industry for a long time so it is it is something like um similarly to like the last podcast when we had patrick on like when somebody like that is complimentary complimentary of like what you're doing or how you're doing things it's like it carries a lot of weight because there's somebody with a very big perspective of what the fitness and the supplement and all that, that industry looks like and yeah. especially marcus sees like what it's been like in oklahoma city for the last what, 20 years or whatever and it's like he has the opportunity to be like no you guys are really doing a good job and it's like oh well that actually means a ton because yeah. you know what you're talking about two things i think it's pronounced complimentary uh two things second thing <laughs> um now marcus was marcus was the seasoned veteran when we started like yeah. when we opened in 2015 uh we met him he was training at the weight room and um you know we we were out there sampling from time to time so kind of got to know him as like marcus is he's the dude like he's, yeah he's a big time coach here in okc so yeah. he is he was established when we were getting started and that was seven seven years yeah ago. seven years ago now yeah. how many when did uh what it opened november what november Quail. 13th i remember because it was uh friday the 13th nice six yep. days from now yeah Wow. Six days from recording. So releases on Thursday. So just in a few days. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Seven years, man. That's wild. It's, it's so wild. I think yeah. it's, uh, man, I remember saying, you know, two or three and people being like, oh, yeah, you guys are making it, you know? So yeah, great. And seven like, is old. Seven is old, dude. That's a, that's a, that's a full blown toddler. Yeah. Playing sports. Yeah. Getting in the little league. Yeah. Mm. Dang. That's uh, that's I, wild. It's it's old enough now where I have to like sit and think for a second. I'm like, se yeah, seven. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, I, up until like five, like five and six, I could remember. But I think I said eight the other day, and I'm like, eh, I don't think we're. That <laughs> <long."> <laughs> well, it's funny because I remember back when we first started at Supplement Superstores, they had been open 
at that point for like because they opened in what like 98 or 99 or 90 97 something like I that. i think it was 99 yeah and it was like you know we were there in 2000 what 12 13 14 kind mm. of range and so it, at that time was you know 13 years old and we we're like oh my gosh 13 years old like that's so crazy and now we look at 13 years for a store and i'm like eh, yeah i don't know that's a long time for sure but it's not like it will be a blink of an eye and we we'll, we will be open for 13 years dude that's that is kind of wild to think about it's like we're, we were almost we were there at almost the halfway point yeah. in the lifespan of supplement superstores yeah <sighs> yeah yeah, there's that's weird, man. There's guys um, that will work with that first form. Uh, I think I think they end up pulling, um, you know, some of the guys from from the stores, supplement superstores, over to um, work at first form. Mm-hmm. And so I'll meet some of those guys. And they're like, oh yeah, I worked at the store for three years. Now I've been at first form for you know one or two years. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dang, you've been there for a while. And I'm like, mm, that's like you. That's still you started at supplement superstores. After we opened Triad. Yeah, yeah, literally. Well, I was talking to like Sean Luke and all of them, and it's like when they were talking about, you know, when just talking to them in general, but they were talking about times when they were in the store. And I was like, oh, like when were you in the store? And he was like, oh, yeah, I was in the store in 2019. And I'm like, geez, like I had been out of the store. Alfonso was working. At yeah, Triad it's by like that I time. had been out of, I had been out of supplement superstores for like five, Yeesh. six years, at, like five years at that point. Yeah. Which is crazy. It is. Yeah. It is it is weird. Uh I think I've I've really started to come come to terms with being uh roughly ten years older than a lot of our staff now. Yeah. That like, is CL is eighteen years old. Yeah. I think that's I think that's the <laughs> one that has that has gotten me of like, dude, you are what, what you said it the other day, you were like, um, he is young enough to biologically be my son. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Maybe he is. <laughs> Never know. Hasiel. <laughs> it's me or Papa. Papa. <laughs> I'm your Papa. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, that's like a super. Well, hold on. So Hasiel's 18. So, oh, man. So let's go 12 years ago would have been him starting kindergarten, right? So if he would have started kindergarten 12 years ago, he started kindergarten in 2010. I was in college. You were in college. Not or yet. you were getting to college. I was, yeah, I was senior year of high school. Yeah. I was starting kindergarten. Yeah. And I was in college. <laughs> I was, his, yeah, because essentially I was his age mm. then. When he was starting kindergarten, I was his age. I've, uh, ew, <laughs> that's so painful. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, tr- you know, there's some benefits to it though. I'm, yep. I'm using, I'm picking up on his term, his ter- terms a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he, he doesn't call these, uh, sweatshirts. <laughs> you and I both made the mistake of calling them sweaters, and My. Alyssa hates that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I had no idea that there was such a difference. Sweater, yeah, sweater is, it makes sense. I didn't, Sweater I'm is something not, I just you never differentiated party. it in my mind. I don't think so. You either. would wear that to a Christmas party, though. The, yeah, maybe something with a little collar too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, sweater is you know the you know something maybe plaid or more pattern knit, to it. more knit, yeah. something you'd wear to a Christmas party. I get that. Uh, this is apparently a sweatshirt. Yeah, Hasiel calls it a crew neck, so Oof. I'm like, that's what I'm calling it. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. to stay hip with the the, the children. F R F R. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dang that was uh yeah that was well that was lit af 
Will helps us a lot too. Yeah, no, what Will says is made up stuff. I'm convinced. Some of it is uh, just terms from New Zealand, so yeah. it's it, but it fits in. It fits in well, so you can't really tell a difference. See, the thing is, he could say whatever he wants and say it's from New Zealand, and we'll all buy it. Yeah, that's true. true. Mm. He's got an advantage. You know, I'm going to start saying things and, and tell you that it's from St. Louis. Yeah. I won't buy it. Yeah. But like the trick-or-treat thing. Still only, I still <laughs> believe that's only a St. Louis thing. Alyssa is having a hard time coming to terms with that. I, I, you know, and I feel bad about it because I know she's very passionate about it. And maybe maybe you guys can answer this, you know, comment or something. but Or just let us know next time you see I had never heard of this until Alyssa told me about it, and Alyssa said it happens everywhere. Not where I, I did all my trick or treating in Springfield, Missouri. Mm-hmm. We uh, apparently in St. Louis or her parts of St. Louis. It's it was I grew up with it too. So Saint yeah, Florissant, so Saint, Saint Charles. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It is you are to tell a joke whenever you go trick or treating, and that's how you earn your candy. Yes. Um, but that I, I will be honest, I had never heard of that until. I talked to Alyssa about it. Yeah, it's uh no, that's you would have a go-to joke. Like you you'd have one prepared b- beforehand and you would just tell that to the same joke to mm-hmm. every single house you'd go to and it worked. Yeah. Um you'd sorry, Ryan's got a point. Mm. What was your joke? Oh, I mean, it was different every year. Yeah. You'd have a different one. Do you yeah. remember any of them? <sighs> there was something about a cookie. <laughs> like what makes a cookie crumble or something like that. Mm. I don't remember the punchline, but yeah. 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 But um <laughs> Yeah, you'd have those. You'd have those asshole parents uh, that. I hope no one takes that out of context. <laughs> um, <Just> cut that. <laughs> That'll be the clip for the week. <laughs> Just that. Uh, but no, you'd you'd have those those people that would answer the door, and you got this like, you know, eight year old like telling you a joke, or and and the like the parent or whoever was at the door would like say the punchline before they could and you're like ah oh, like you just ruined an eight-year-old's punchline uh, Alyssa was always like she'd be somebody would say a joke and it'd be a bad joke and she's like that's a bad joke you're not getting any candy on Halloween and I'd be like what are you talking about <laughs> no idea what you're talking about and she's like what? what do you mean like <laughs> I think I think Alyssa really was looking forward to hearing all the little kids' jokes. Yeah. All right, that makes sense. She, yeah, she, she had was, to put in all this work when she was a kid, yeah. and now she doesn't get get you know paid back on the on the yeah. back end. So, yeah, that's a she's a had had a hard time coming to terms with it. Yeah, well, yeah. she's taking it in stride. I'm proud of her because <laughs> it, it it is a, it is something she is very passionate about. But yeah. yeah, I just I don't know. Ryan, have you ever done that? Never. Yeah, I don't. Never yeah. heard of it. Yeah, I never heard of it either. There was a, apparently she had a friend in college that her parents grew up in St. Louis telling jokes. And then they moved to Kansas City where that's not a thing. Mm. And, mm-hmm. but the parents made the kid, made, the, I guess, I think it was a daughter tell jokes to every house. So she would go to these houses and tell jokes. And these people were like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Just take some candy. You got to tell a joke to get your candy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My dad says I can't have any candy unless I tell you a joke. <laughs> Just please laugh. <laughs> ah, good times. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You don't remember any of your jokes? Make one up um, on the spot. Uh, what's uh, Lasagna's favorite um, holiday? <laughs> what? <laughs> um. 
cheese giving. <laughs> you should have said cheester. <laughs> oh, missed opportunity. Yeah. I got it. There we go. Yeah. yeah. What's a lasagna's favorite holiday? Cheester. <laughs> That's going to be one of the things. That's going to be one of them. That's going to be good. Ryan, you come up with one. Let me hear a, let me hear a, a joke from you. I don't think I can top that. That's so pretty good. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna have to pass. Yeah, that was solid. I was like, I, I was like, I know the format for a joke, but I, I'm gonna struggle on a punchline. Oh, that was that was good. Lasagna. That was out of left field. I just, we got Garfield over you. Hey, what's a lasagna's favorite holiday? Full circle. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, uh, I am fairly sleep deprived. No, that's good. Uh, you want me to think of one? Yeah, yeah. Let me hear yours. Um, Got to be quick. Oh, why does a ghost wear a sheet? <sighs> I don't know this one. Mm, Ryan, any guesses? I, I don't know ghosts existed. Yeah, they do. They have to wear sheets. You know, uh, like yeah. Their, yeah, 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 to cover their boobies. <laughs> Is that, did you have you heard that one before? No. <laughs> There we go, folks. So all the kids listening in St. Louis, um, you can use these jokes uh, for uh, trick-or-treating next year. I bet we've got a big audience of, of uh, ages children? 8 to 12 from St. Louis. Ryan, what's our demographic like in St. Louis? Yep. Yeah. Middle school. We're definitely right on script here. Yeah. Yeah. This is, we flint all of this. <laughs> Oh my god. Lasagna joke and everything. My lasagna. That was bravo. We came together on it. It's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cheese giving. <laughs> I got it so I was like, oh I, you and Ryan started laughing a lot. And I was like, oh gosh, I don't have a punchline for this at all. I got real nervous. <laughs> So I don't know. Maybe maybe you guys have experienced this as a thing. I've I've never I'd never heard of this until again. I think, I think maybe we a, should we should use this as a platform to spread the word that that should become a thing. So next year, all you parents and or children listening, um, just know that next year it's uh, it's starting to catch on. Come, We're going to do it for Alyssa. We're going to get it to Oklahoma City. If you come to my house, your kid's going to have to tell a joke. Yep. So I will say from this year, we decided like last minute to do candy mm -hmm. and so we had very little candy and we're having like three kids walking up to the door and ellie got nervous and she's trying to give like all the candy we have left to one girl so she doesn't have to disappoint the other ones and the girl didn't want to accept any candy <laughs> so good luck getting a joke out of yeah. a kid in oklahoma city yeah the kid didn't want, want any candy she took one and ellie's like here you can have the other one and like the dad picked up that we were trying to get inside before these other kids walked up to our door and she's like, no, it's okay. I don't want it. And she ended up taking it, but it was, we had to convince the girl to take more candy. Wow. Mm, probably on a vegan diet. <laughs> yes. At three years old. Yeah. She's keto. <laughs> Give me bacon. <laughs> wow. Hmm. With, there was a have you guys seen that video where it's some parents they they've got a bowl of candy and it legitimately has candy in it and then they throw like a few potatoes in there <laughs> yeah. and they're like let's see how many kids take the potatoes and like the potatoes were the first thing kids were crapping yeah. you're the potato house <laughs> <laughs> I think you like hear one kid in the background like oh look potatoes and grabs <laughs> <one>. <laughs> 
whatever, right? <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, so this will be the platform that we use to spread the word for Alyssa. She doesn't have to hear this one firsthand, so maybe she'll actually watch this episode. Yeah. This one's for Alyssa. Starting a movement. Jokes for candy. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> what? Nothing. Um, I'm still caught up on lasagna. <laughs> Lasagna's favorite holiday. That was good. Um, what has been your experience with this store versus the other ones? Do we feel... How do you feel about this one coming into it? Mm, um, There's definitely some differences. Yeah. I would say... With it being the third one, uh, a lot less risky, mm-hmm. first and foremost. Yeah. Um, we were still very safe about, uh, even when the opportunity kind of first presented itself, It, we even waited to let Norman kind of do a couple more months so mm-hmm. we could make sure that we were still, because Norman Norman's been doing very well. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you know, stores that just take time to grow. Yeah. And we wanted to be able to kind of get a little bit more data from one year to the next. So we even gave it a couple more months to make sure we were showing a great, like a good pace of growth. Mm-hmm. Um, but once we did that, we, you know, jumped on board. So we pushed it back a yeah. couple of months making the decision. But overall, it's been uh, less risky because going from one to two, um, a second one can tank a first one. Yeah. But a third one would have a hard time tanking the other two, especially yeah. since the other two are standing on their own feet, sure. uh, paying their own bills, um, and um, and we've we've it's it's kind of um, we've proven our systems. Yeah. Um, well, with, I feel like that translates as we continue to go too, like a fourth store, fifth store, like whatever it becomes yeah. like less, yeah. less like sink the whole ship. Yeah, it was a. Um, it was a lot, a lot, um, it, it, it's been a little easier too, knowing that we have the systems because going from one to two, I was at store one every single day, excuse me. Um, but so we had to go to the point where it's like, I have to now split my time between two Yeah. and you know, what is, you know, we don't really have a ton of systems in place cause we didn't have to, because I was at the store every day. Yeah. Right. So we put. At store two, we put a ton in place mm-hmm. um, and got a lot more comfortable with with two being able to not just operate but grow on their own yeah. without needing me every single day because obviously that's impossible. Sure. So proving those systems work um, has made store three a lot easier to jump into. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's why we wanted to wait those extra couple of months to watch the pace of growth to show, hey, these systems aren't just, you know, keeping us afloat, but they're actually proving that it can grow the yeah, store in that, that area. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like it just with that on top of just general systems that we've implemented in the store, mm-hmm. I think that we've done a good job as a whole team of over-preparing, like running two stores like we have five stores. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like getting systems in place, things like, um, you know, whatever handbooks, group messages, like whatever we've done, just systems in general, um, you know, passing on like payroll and the damage board to the managers, like those kind of things are what allow us to click at a like, because we're still at a point where technically one person could do all of that. Mm-hmm. And it's, but it's not about whether one person could do it or not. It's about like, okay, like soon one person won't. So like, let's be prepared now. Let's, right. let's play you know, today, like it's tomorrow. If we if we let one person do it, 
it will be at a roadblock and we can't, we could grow maybe a little more, but we'll hit a roadblock yeah. before too long and not be able to grow past that. So mm -hmm. let's, you know, get, you know, let's change that, make it to where it's, those responsibilities are spread out a little more so that we are prepared to continue to grow so that our growth doesn't slow down yeah. simply because we don't have the right systems in place. We ran into that, um, a similar kind of situation happened at the hospital when I was working where we had um, sister departments, essentially transport and environmental services like EBS, the janitor, people who clean. Um, they are both, you know, owned by the same company, both under the same contract, um, but they run it very differently. And one of the things that they did, or at least I always felt like in transport, and maybe it was just out of necessity because we were a smaller department. Like as the assistant director, as the manager, whoever is like typically over the employees, like you do all of it. Like you do all the hiring, all the firing, all the HR stuff, all the scheduling, like all the payroll. Like I literally did all of it. And you would talk to, and there's no offense to them, anyone listening, I guess, but like um, you would talk to like an EVS person in the same role and they had like a person who did stuff for them. Mm -hmm. And so like you talk to an EVS manager and you'd be like, oh, like, um, you know, one of you guys' interviews and they're like, oh, I, I don't even know how to set up an interview. Or it's like, oh, like, well then, well, th this person needs to adjust their payroll. Like, could you do that? And they're like, I, I don't even know how to get onto our payroll. And you're just like, it was a really mm. interesting thing where, to be honest, I felt like like there's something good to like having a structure where other people are doing things. But at the same time, like if you were the leader in that position, if you're not empowered to be able to do the things that you need to do, like they couldn't have transitioned again, no offense, but I, I don't feel like they could transition as well from that job to another job. Mm. That was like maybe an operations manager in a different realm where it's yeah. like, Oh, Hey, you know, like you were an operations manager for, at the hospital doing this. You probably have experience with this and this and this and this and this. And you're like, Oh no, well, you really don't. Like yeah. essentially they were just glorified housekeepers who just did other stuff and yeah. would round more. But it's like, they didn't really have the empowerment of like more like training or like understanding a higher depth. And, and obviously that can make, I think there's, you know, positives and negatives to both where like, obviously, you know, it's, if everything's bottlenecked to one person, like that's a clear issue that I don't mm -hmm. think I have to explain necessarily, but also not having an understanding of other people's departments makes it hard to communicate when you oh, say, shit. you know, Hey, you know, there was an issue with payroll. Can you change that right now? And, you know, it's, you know, if, if you know, it's an issue or maybe it's like a scheduling issue of like, yeah. hey, like we need to move this person over here. And the person that does scheduling is like, well, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. Like, give me a little bit. And it's like, what do you mean? You just take them and put them over yeah. here. It's like, there's right. like a dozen other things that have to change and you've right. never done this so you don't understand so it can make for some like yeah. you know some conflict between departments i'm sure well i feel like you have to empower the people who are at the top of a certain um group right mm. because if you don't then they become the bottleneck i feel like mm. so for them it was like this is your manager this is the person this is the top leader on shift right now if you have a question or need something this is the highest person you can go to if they're not actually able to do anything like well what's the point you know what right. i mean like we've done i feel like a good job where like and we've continued to do it but empowering the managers that we have like um you know, for me here and Preston and Norman and Anthony in uh, Quail Springs is it's like 
that person can handle most of these things. That person can adjust your payroll if you need to. That person can change your schedule if you need to. That person can do X, Y, and Z. Pretty much anything that can needs to get done yeah. can be done by a manager or easily passed on to the person that it needs to be. Yeah, We have to empower that. I'm getting a little bit on a soapbox here, but it's like I feel like you have to empower that position with actual ability to make change within like the base level employees. Yeah. If not, you're just kind of a you're just a glorified employee who like can't really do much right yeah it's it's yeah i'm sure it's a uh, a balance too and this is honestly not even anything that i've ever really like consciously like took a step back and thought about but having like obviously you can get to the point where uh you have to kind of pick and choose the right things to make them responsible for oh, and yeah. to give them access to because you could you could obviously give them not enough but you could also give them too much where it's, yeah. if they're in charge of ordering all the inventory yeah no and, way and POs, that's, you know, potentially too much for one person mm -hmm. and, and not efficient. Yeah. Um, and I know there are some other stores that do it and they probably have the system figured out much more than I do because sure. I don't obviously understand I don't it because do that's obviously not ours. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's interesting. Yeah. I, I feel like that's a big part of like how you, you structure your entire business model is yeah. what responsibilities do you give which, which people? Right. Because I know we do, uh, we work with uh, Supplement Giant. They've uh, brought in Define Nutrition, our brand, um, and our retailer for, for our products. Uh, and they order, I think it is one person that orders, but they order for each individual store has a has a different card that they pay with so it's it's oh, wow. all different invoices for every single store wow. and that is we operate a little bit that way we'll do different orders to different stores uh but it's all on one card and mm. most of our orders go to one store and get distributed yeah yeah well i feel like one of the big things that ends up happening even if you look at the manager's point of view like i think for us like if a manager's trying to here's maybe a better way to put it if we're going back to the hospital and going back to the EBS department, how are their managers or people, shift leaders or whoever these, you know, people, they were managers. How are they empowered to like progress? Mm -hmm. Right. Because they don't know how to do anything else. Mm -hmm. They haven't, they haven't learned to do anything else. Like they, there's not a lot of like stuff that they could do where like for us, if like, you know, Anthony moved on to like a regional manager or whatever. It's like, cool. He knows payroll. He knows damaging products. He knows shift scheduling. He can do all those things where it's like if a manager came to him with a question, he could answer it mm. and he could be a help and a resource for them. True. You then take a manager from that EBS department and then put them over the other ones. Now you're having to teach them how to mm. do these day-to-day -day things while they're not even doing them day-to-day -day anymore. I feel like that is one cool part about about this uh, our model is that is that you learn a lot you learn about like a lot of the aspects of the business like um, I mean we've seen it with like Alfonso who was you know came on at a, a point in time where it was only two other people so mm -hmm. you know he had to be involved with every aspect and responsible you for were one of them <laughs> a third of it yeah, right. so you learn how to you learn how to run a business but I still feel right. like there is a lot of that aspect even with you know thirteen people now. Sure. Is is that man? You you learn a lot of the aspects of how to run a business. Yeah, a thousand percent. You definitely mm -hmm. do. You're you're the day to day like person running the business. And in today's triad, that is what you're doing. Preston mm -hmm. runs Norman. Yep. Right. Like Anthony That's his store. runs Quail. That's his like, store. Exactly. Yep. And day to day, everything, questions, problems, ninety nine percent of it goes to him. Payroll has to be passed on to somebody else. Yeah. Um, payroll, a lot of inventory. 
Uh, obviously not like purchase orders or like orders sure. uh, or anything, but um, but keeping an eye, like knowing yeah. what needs to be bumped, what can be dropped, like yeah. all those kind of things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Scheduling, mm-hmm. that's staff, such a massive interviewing. Part of it. Yeah, yeah, interviewing, finding candidates, like all. That's the thing, and I think that's the point that I'm making is like he is the person who should be doing that stuff because right. he is the. He's not just the eyes and ears, he's the hands, he's everything. He sees it every day, he deals with it every day, he understands. You know, I can tell you, you know, better what to bump in Norman than Mm -hmm. I can in Quail because I ran Norman, you know? Right, and it's, I mean, you take, you take Anthony and, uh, you know, have him run, run Norman, who is obviously a very skilled manager, he wouldn't be able to, like, if it's like, hey, Anthony, for one week, we need you to write the schedule and manage everybody, but you can't be there. He would, probably not be very great at it in the same way that like i wouldn't be great at it yeah, because sure. we're not there nobody a, would be yeah we're not there on a day-to-day basis right. that's been the biggest thing i know we've talked about it before but how other people other companies will will hire management uh and uh will hire someone that has management experience but no experience with that company or even sometimes with within the industry mm-hmm. of like we have people that know this business business model through and through like, I mean, like even take myself and you, you put me into managing Norman, I'm going to have a transition period where I'm not, there's going to be a period of time where I'm not doing as good of a job as Preston is because I haven't been there on a day-to-day basis like he has. Right. It's just, it's a huge part of it. And that's why I think, you know, my overall point is like, I think it is such an important aspect to like empower that person to like have the actual ability for change. Yeah. Like be able to make decisions, be able to do those kind of things from a day to day, you know, like you're saying, I think there's obviously a balance, but I think it is a very important thing to be like, this is the person who does it every day. Like this is the person who should be making at least a good amount of the decisions when it comes out of the day to day goes. Mm-hmm. Obviously there's other factors, but like, I think from just like your general standpoint of like, he needs to be, we and this is the thing that we've talked about a lot not necessarily on here but like that is the buffer person that needs to be the instead of like you know we're still small but like instead of you getting every question you don't need to answer every question i can every answer every question you bring up you've talked about this before where it's like if everybody on staff had a problem um once a week that's like 13 problems for you to solve Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and it's like that's a ton that's too much for anybody to handle right like especially our problems like it's it's that would be tough to do and so it's like you don't want Alyssa to be texted every single time this happens Mm -hmm. or like you know we don't need 30 you know we don't need all four norman employees sending Alyssa texts on how to bump things it's like no we just need Preston to do it. Like mm-hmm. he's the person who's going to like have the knowledge, be getting the feedback from the other employees, see what's moving, see what's in low stock, see what's running out, and then he can kind of be like, "Hey, we should probably bump this a little bit. I know it's popular amongst my people." That's actually another system we're going to set in place because we're coming from a point where you know over the last couple of years since Norman's been open, uh, we have always met as a company at the store mm. on a weekly basis, we mm-hmm. just within the last few months have implemented individual store meetings yep. and that's still only once a month. But with opening up a third location, we're going to get to the point where we don't, we don't meet as a company as often because we can't meet as a company as often. It'll you don't start have a room be, for it. <laughs> right. Uh, but we will get to the point where, um, you know, it makes more sense to have more store meetings, maybe a split store meeting, company meeting, mm-hmm. um, you know, amount of ratio. But, um, uh, one thing that we typically cover in com- at company meetings is 
you know, what's new? What do we, you know, what's the new products that we yeah. need to bring out there? What like, are people bring, asking bring for? Yeah, what are people asking for? We get, It gives us a chance to kind of talk about, you know, products we have in the store. Do we need to bump thresholds? Uh, we see each other on a, run, uh, on a pretty regular basis. So like, hey, you know, Alyssa has much more of a feel for it. Um, so something we're going to set in place is for, for existing products, but especially for new products with three stores, um, it's all worked out and it's in a note and I've forgotten honestly what it looks like, but because we were not going to, it doesn't make sense to implement until we have Yukon of a system to recommend new products. Hey, what are people asking for in the store? Right. It's a, yeah, that's a, it's definitely a thing because there's so many factors that go into it where just like it stops being feasible to do like a company wide meeting every week. Mm-hmm. Like we have too many locations, like the time that we, it's anybody doesn't know it's next to impossible to plan a meeting and just like find a time where it works for everybody and make it work. And it's like, you know, we do ours before, uh, before we open. And so, but we still do it leading up to us opening. And so we have one person, Norman, and one Norman employee currently has to be on the phone for it. Uh, and it works. Uh, it's about a, I'd give it a six and a half out of 10 on like how well it goes. Like, yeah. like being the person on the phone. It's like you get the majority of the information. We pass things off after that. But it's like, well, now we're adding a factor of like another person being mm. on the phone for the meetings. And now it's like, what happens when we have another? Story? It's like at some point, it's like, you know what? This just doesn't necessarily make sense. Where I think we're kind of transitioning and at least what the idea is to transition to like weekly store meetings and a monthly company meeting as yep. opposed to being a monthly store meeting and weekly company yeah we can yeah um yeah it'll start to transition more and more to that way so like we'll probably do you know with with yukon we'll probably transition to like every other kind of week yeah um you know every other week is company meeting and then store meeting kind of deal so crazy um, but yeah it's uh it starts to get to the point i mean you even have even brought up before and uh company meetings now that we talk about a lot of things that some a lot of people don't really need to know about. Mm. Uh, like we we typically cover a lot of define. Um, you know, that's kind of our last last section, last portion of meeting. Yep. And um, you know, a lot of it's formulas, wholesale, ambassadors, yeah. um, that sort of thing. And, you know, it's I think it's cool for a lot of people to be involved, but a new person a lot of times is like, I don't know what is going on. No no offense to this situation or define in general, but that's typically the moment people start getting up and going to the bathroom. Yeah, it's true, <laughs> which know, is fine. Right. As, and that's actually how Define kind of started. It was funny. We did a... Um, By going we, to the bathroom? <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> we were both pooping at the same time. <laughs> For those that Wait, don't know, what? we have one toilet at Quails, so... <laughs> Kind of a sharing. Quite a feat. <laughs> it was a very inspirational moment. And yeah, very intimate moment too, apparently. Yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of positive. Ryan, what's up? Some might say a defining moment. Oh! Ooh. Man, I'm going to bring that up on Cheester. <laughs> Such a nice time. Great time of year. <laughs> it's my favorite holiday too. Yeah. You know, it's... I liked my my cheese giving. That's you know, Thanksgiving is coming up. There's not enough jokes involved uh, associated with that holiday. From now on, you guys have to tell a joke to get your turkey too. <laughs> this house, <laughs> <laughs> all holidays, you have to tell a joke no matter what's going on. So it goes. Get your get it going. Start googling. Yep. You have to tell my joke. Tell me my joke. <laughs> <laughs> Say it back to me. <laughs> you did it wrong. <laughs> What's a lasagna's favorite holiday? <laughs> Come on! Um, what was I talking about? I, 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 How Define got started. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Um, 
No, that's, that's, that's pretty interesting. We did, uh, so Define did officially launch, I mean, really at the same time that we opened up the store. Nope. Um, our first business loan, we took out, uh, a portion of that was dedicated for Define Nutrition. Uh, we released a bunch of products, uh, worked with a manufacturer that it did, did a good job, but um, we're tough to work with, that's for sure. I don't think that manufacturer is around anymore. Is this the one that we've spoken about previously? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I told the horror story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, is nice yeah. now. Uh, people I, know what happened. Essentially, essentially, what we did was um, obviously we anticipated to be busier when we first opened the first location, and when we opened and we weren't seeing the customers that we anticipated to see. Um, you know, we were making our money back as we sold Define Nutrition. So instead of reordering a lot of Define Nutrition, we just kind of funneled that back. Yeah into money had to go somewhere else right um so we dwindled we started with gosh i think it was like 12 or 13 different i was gonna say because we had male and female thermo yeah sleep um we had two flavors of pre two flavors of pre that i think we've talked about came in a two pound protein sized tub (laughs) such a ridiculous thing (laughs) um not on purpose (laughs) we we didn't realize that was going to happen until we got it which was the frustrating um two isolates or three, three isolates, isolates three blends three blends what were the flavors of the blends blends were chocolate vanilla and carrot cake that's right mm-hmm. carrot cake was good they put way too much red dye in it yeah though. yeah it, the thing was is like in retrospect because the carrot cake was good it went very heavy on the like cream cheese icing mm-hmm. could have called it red velvet cake with what right. was given to us and it would have been like perfect so, so when we tried samples it was like Spot on carrot cake. Uh, the flavor was awesome, and the color was orange. So yeah, like, yeah, perfect. Yeah, perfect. We perfect. Won't Love change it. a thing. Um, <laughs> and then they sent it to us, and the flavor was the same. But then they they did too much red dye, so the orange turned to more of a red yeah. so when you mix it up. And it's like, it's not carrot cake anymore. Yeah. If they said red velvet cake, it would have made sense. But the, like, and that's we kind of like sold it us that way a little bit of like, hey, yeah, like, just heads up, like this is more red than uh, was anticipated. It's kind of obviously more of a red velvet cake. Um, but that's you don't want to have to be explaining that to a customer. Exactly, while you're it's not while an you're talking to them about something. Yeah, not an ideal. But it's situation. good, I promise. Yeah, and they're like, okay, this guy's just trying to get this out. Yeah, um, we did buy one get one free for those for a while. For a we? bit, yeah. yeah. We had some. We had one guy that was like a big fan of the flavor. He's like, I'd buy this normally. He's like, you guys are doing a buy one get one free. I'll I'll stock up on this stuff. Yeah, He's like, right. I would buy this any, buy it anyway. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we did the two flavors of whey. Those stuck around. And glucose that stuck around. Mm-hmm. I think that's fourteen products. Did we do weigh five pounders out of the gate, or was that a little later? That those were out of the gate. Nice. Yep. All from the same manufacturer. All essentially done on one PO. Yeah. And um, we got most of it at the same time. Some of it trickled a little before. Some of it trickled a little after. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, then we obviously, you know, that inventory dwindled down we, as we as we kind of funneled a lot of that cash back to the store to keep it open, keep it running. Um, but we got to keep a few of the products, which was nice. We didn't have to like totally get rid yeah. of the fine nutrition. Like it, it kind of kept our foot in the door, kept us like acclimated to working with our own products. Mm-hmm. So we kept the ways and we kept the glucose. Sleep. Sleep and thermo. There was a period of time where we didn't have them, mm. um, but we reordered those in 2018 i was actually reformulating as chad and vincent were kind of on their way out that was one of the big things was i wanted to i wanted to bring those products back so we got those uh i formulated those late 2017 
We got them um, early 2018, released that. We did our first challenge with those. Mm-hmm. Um, that was definitely a really big month of uh, yeah. growth for us. Sure. Um, we had those for a bit. Um, and if, so we were down to five products with Define. So it was just, you know, they were just kind of products on the shelves of Triad. Define didn't really stand on its own. No. But in 2019, we started getting into wanting to try and like get Define going again. Mm-hmm. I think it was Alfonso and Zach Yunker that were working at the store at the time that they were really excited about Define Nutrition and the potential oh. it had. So we did, we revamped the, re- the website. Um, we released uh, Define Pre that year. Um, and we tried out some advertisements a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, but that was kind of our first, like, all right, let's get defined going again yeah. on its own. And we started making posts regularly. Yeah. Like we had gone, I think a couple of years without making a post on Define. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, we did hydrates and isolates and all these different things that have come out yeah. since it's really, it's really, which is funny it, <clears throat> now talking about it like this, but it's like how many people, I mean, we have to find ambassadors. We have mm-hmm. people who are huge to find fans who come and get this stuff all the time. Like mm-hmm. we've got, we've got a whole network of people that like, that's all they really take is to find and they love it. And yeah. I, I mean, I love it. I use it all the time. You know? yeah. I mean, obviously you do too. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it, it was cool, man. When we, we kind of started like, re, like putting effort back into it, we haven't lost that momentum since 2019, which yep. has been cool. We've definitely had to kind of like, we'll do a little shift back and forth. So this is kind of a cool thing with, with opening up UConn too, is we've got, um, it, with Norman, I think that's a good example of, we released, before we did Norman, we did, I think we released Define Pump and Define Test. I think we're two big ones. And then we did, and then when we kind of focused on Norman, put our time, effort, cash flow into yeah. that. And then once Norman, you know, once we opened it up and we're like, hey, this, you know, thing's supporting itself, like pretty much right off the bat. Hey, I mean, we've got, you know, extra cash flow, cash reserves that we don't need for this store anymore. Like, hey, let's funnel a little bit of that to define. Yeah. So that was last year that we did define hydrate. Uh, we did define multi. We did isolates at the end of the year. Yeah. Those have been, hydrates have been a big product for us. Hydrates have been awesome. But um, I think it was, was it last year that, yeah, it was 2021 we released hydrates, right? Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. would have been. Yeah. So, six flavors now? Yeah. (laughs) What? Yeah. That's Um, crazy. And so, obviously, this year has been a lot of, you know, trying to like, okay, let's shift back to like trying to put cash reserves into um, trying to open up a new location. And now that we're finally here and like, you know, we've got our like all our systems, our, our budget like systems in place. Mm-hmm. It's been really cool because, man, we're going back and forth between doing build out here. I'm also, you know, going back and forth with Preston and Bruce and everybody else that we need to work mm-hmm. with to, to formulate products. So like, dude, we've got, you know, we're getting quotes on, um, I think, two reformulation. How many four reformulations are we doing? We're doing one or two reformulations and we're doing, yeah, one or two new reformulations. We're doing a, a, a different variation of a product and a new product next year. Yeah. Like these, all these things are moving at the exact same time. Yeah. It's like, it Super used to cool. be kind of like back and forth. Yeah. You had to do this one and then this one and not just time wise, but money wise. It was right. like, we couldn't, we couldn't split our focus. Right. And now it's just both all the time. Yeah. So. <laughs> Which is cool, though. I feel like that's really a statement, though, 
of how things have progressed where it's like before we had to look at it that way. You know, this is something that we've kind of talked about before and maybe this is giving too much information, but I'm going to do it anyway, um, is kind of back to what we were talking about at kind of more at the beginning of the podcast was like, we had to have quail be doing really well for Norman to make sense. We Mm. had to have quail be able to be like, Norman proof, right? Mm. Like it, like we couldn't have a situation where like Norman killed Quail, right? Mm-hmm. And then it was like coming here, we were still kind of in a situation where it's like, well, we can't exactly have, you know, we don't want Yukon killing both, you know, and it's lesser, it's not mm-hmm. as scary, you know. Obviously, they're standing on their own and they're very successful. And if this one, you know, does it well enough to keep the lights on, it's it's fine, mm-hmm. you know, but. We're essentially getting to a point now where the ones that are standing on their own, as long as they just keep doing what they're doing and like we keep, you know, good people working in there, we keep the right people running them, we keep the right stuff going. We don't necessarily have to wait for Yukon to be a Norman or quail size store Mm -hmm. before it's potentially throwing our hat in the ring of another location. Mm -hmm. We're kind of at a point where it's like, you know what we can kind of, we we've talked about it before where it's kind of like we can have, you know, couple things in the oven at once we're kind of even experiencing that now where it's like it used to be like we had one small oven and either a new store opening or defined nutrition could be in there and now it's kind of like well both can be in there and now if it's not after this store you know it's after a store soon where it's like well now it starts to look like you know a store still pretty new and another one's getting put into the oven. Like it's like we can start making those progressions where it's like the most recent store success is not the, not the end all be all on whether or not something else is happening within the company. Yeah. No, as I mean, I legitimately have on my to-do list um, to look at financing for store four. Yeah. Because I mean, you look at, you know, how long it took us to really get this one going and it was, man, we were starting, almost a year ago. Right. Like kind of like starting to get the ball rolling yeah, we with this were one. Discussions on locations. Yeah. We were figuring things out. Like not even just locations like within Yukon. I'm talking mm-hmm. about locations. Right. Like in general. Areas. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Areas of the metro. Mm-hmm. Not and then it was like, okay, well now we're in Yukon. Like we've decided Yukon. Yeah. And then it's like we had our first two spots that we really looked at fall through after, you know, I understand where they're coming from, but after them like kind of holding on to us as a backup and then their first options went through, it's like, okay, that's fine. Um, and then, you know, I do think we end up where we're supposed to be. We typically do, you know, but, um, but yeah, it's like, do you, um, do you get a, the question a lot of, um, you know, how is the Norman store doing? Um, obviously Yukon's kind of the area of focus right now, but like mm-hmm. prior to this really getting rolling, like, did you get the, get the question a lot? Cause like, obviously um, you yeah. know, Quail's the, you know, proof of concept, like, hey, we got right. we got one in the bell. Everyone, you know, right, knows right, right. it's it's good enough to open up another one. You get the question of like, hey, how's this store doing? Yeah. Because obviously you work that store. No, definitely. Yeah. Definitely do. Do you have a go-to answer? Um, man, um I eh, yes and no. I think it kind of depends on the person. True. But um not off the top of my head. You probably do. I do. I think I'm in a little bit different different perspective too, because like I'll see people at the gym and like people don't even know which store I'm at no, or anything. You just start slapping down. Whoa! <laughs> you just start. You just start slapping down bake statements. You're like, "What well, you think it's doing, jump?" <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. We're very poor. <laughs> uh, 
I don't think that would be an impressive thing. Check my Wells Fargo account. <laughs> Check my Wells Fargo. <laughs> you uh, fucking lasagna. <laughs> I don't have a Wells Fargo account. I yeah. feel like if I just had one, just put a dollar into it, I feel like I'd... You feel cool? Yeah. I think I have. I think something happened with my 401k that I had in my Wells Fargo from like working at the hospital. Oh. I think it's got like, yeah. someone's got a 401k. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The one I cleaned out whenever I came to <laughs> came back to triad. Um, but I think like the timing of like deposits and stuff uh, and the way it like cleared out, I think there's like 70 bucks left mm. in there. You know, there's, there's a little, little white. Listen to me, 70 bucks, nothing. Um, yeah, there's a great, great little white quote. I think it's little white. Ain't no 401k for a hustler. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Have you seen that? There's this like, stupid meme that I saw the other day where it's like this guy texting um, somebody who's like, like buying a car or something, getting financed or something. And it was like, yeah, I just need you to send over your like proof of income. And the dude sends over him with like a bunch of money in his hand. <laughs> and it, it, under in the text under the picture, it says, and that's weekly. <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny. Yeah, so mine that's about my answer. Yeah. People ask how Norman's going. You start pulling out wads of ones. <laughs> yeah. Check me out. Um, but no, uh, I always tell people that like um I think we have a very interesting concept here, actually. We have a different expectation mm. of like a store doing well, mm. I think, because our Quill Springs location is a very strong like supplement store in mm -hmm. general. Um, where it's like, uh, if that didn't exist, I think we'd be like, Norman's killing it, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, from a perspective of not having quail i yeah. think we would be like yeah it's doing phenomenal yeah where it's like for me in my head it's like yeah like it's, it's doing good like we're doing everything that we're supposed to be doing i typically like let people know when they ask how it's doing i my like kind of go-to thing is it was like man we were paying our bills like first month mm. you know and i think that's like for people who understand like that's that was a, my answer early on that sure. was a big deal like yeah. it was like you know what we've been paying our bills since the first month here and you know we're about two years in we can't ask for much more than that yeah. so we're it, it's chugging along doing what it's supposed to be yeah doing. i think when people ask me they're asking a lot of like how is it doing in comparison to the first store yeah. um and so my answer is usually like comparing kind of the two because i don't right. think people really have this idea where you know there's there's certain business models that um like uh, a really interesting one is uh dominoes we've got some water <laughs> <laughs> not on the equipment um, but we've got a fraternity brother, Connor, that owns um, uh, some Domino's locations. Mm -hmm. And shout and, out my home, Basil Connor. Too. Yeah. Um, dude, it's really fun to get together with him and talk uh, and just kind of talk, like compare like different businesses. Like, mm -hmm. um, but, he, you know, talking with him, he would, uh, he is super interesting. I don't know if I've ever shared this, but his, um, he has to prepare. Uh, when he opens a new location for his first day to be the busiest day they'll ever have. Whoa. Yeah. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Because everybody knows Domino's. Right. And everybody's super excited to get one in that area that doesn't I'm sure. have one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have to like bring in staff from other areas. Like Connor said, his mom came and helped That's their first great. day when they opened up a new location. That makes sense. Yeah. But uh, I mean, totally opposite here though. Well, first day though. Our first day in Norman True. was crazy. That's a good point. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that is a, that is actually a good point. But 
Um, I stumped you. Second day. <laughs> but uh, I think it's, I guess I could be wrong. I didn't, I, that's actually probably a good question for him. It's like, does it, you know, is it, this is the second day, um, you know, and third day? Cause I, I know for us, like the second day, like our first day was here, you know, um, actually higher than, definitely higher than our average yeah. right now. Our, um, our second day was about half of our average now. Yeah. Uh, and then our third day was like, whoa, okay, yeah, that's like slow. Our third day, we did like literally a tenth right. of what we did our first day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's um, apparently, um, from what I gather, dominoes are like really busy, like right off the yeah, bat. Yeah, that makes sense. And you just kind of have to do things to keep make sure they keep busy yeah. and operate well. Right. It's um, a benefit, I feel like, of a franchise too is like, yeah, we were t- I was sure. talking to um laurel about it last night because i noticed um i was just been in yukon a lot that there is no chipotle in yukon ryan doesn't care because he likes qdoba <laughs> i like qdoba both i you know what i like qdoba and chipotle we were talking about this a little bit earlier i'm not one to overly pick sides i shop at home depot and lowe's i don't i don't pick teams all the time right <laughs> i do like qdoba and i like chipotle i like chipotle better but i like them both right um they both offer different things but i noticed that there wasn't a chipotle and i was like man i feel like a chipotle would probably kill it because they seem like they kill it everywhere they are you know same with yeah. Qdoba, like same kind of business model and they like kill it uh and then i found out just like doing a little like whatever sitting in a chipotle eating um i was like hmm, i wonder how much a franchise with chipotle costs all chipotles are corporately owned they don't have any franchises really? anymore. Yeah. Isn't it owned by like uh, like some other fast food? I think McDonald's has something to do with it, but huh. I'm not 100%. But yeah, it's like they stopped selling franchises in 2006 because they were seeing a drop in quality of like how the stores were being ran. Wow. So they stopped doing franchises in 2006 and they're corporately owned. And I was like, man, why don't you call Chipotle corporate? Get one out here in Yukon. <laughs> you don't need some Chipotle. <laughs> Mr. CEO, <laughs> yeah, I'm out here in Yukon, America. <laughs> but I was just thinking, like, it's just a <clears throat> interesting that you're talking about this. But I was, I was thinking about this last night of like the benefits of having, um, you know, a, a franchise is that you you are people don't have to wonder if you're good mm-hmm. or not. You are, you know, what's advertised typically, right? Because I was like, you know, I wonder what most franchises cost. Like, what does a Taco Bell cost? Like, what is, you know, all those kind of things. But it's like, if you have a Taco Bell and it's in the right spot, you know, it's going to make, like, it's going to make money. Like, right. it's going to, if you do the things you're supposed to do, I'm sure Taco Bell's closed. But I mean, it's one of those where it's like, maybe Chick-fil-A is a better answer where it's like, you can put a Chick-fil-A just about anywhere and it seems like there's a line around the block for it. Yeah. And so it's like you get that benefit of like having the franchise as opposed to being, you know, Joe's Chicken Shack or whatever you want to call it. Like, yeah. Yeah. But no, I, I mean, I, and it could be wrong. You know, I'm, maybe these places are seeing a little bit more of like a little bit of growth over time, but but they have a reputation when they go, in, they go yeah. into an area where us, especially for like, Norman, we had some people that knew about us there, yeah. but it was it was actually pretty surprising, like how few people knew about us in the area. Uh, that it was nice to start off with like some following and 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 somewhat of a fan base. Yeah, but we we really had to work to build it build yeah. it in the first place in Norman. Sure. And so my answer goes back to I think it, it just a lot of people you know when they ask, hey, how's the Norman store doing? You know, is it you know as busy as quail is it busier than quail it's to explain i just don't think they understand like how long it takes us to to yeah. grow our customer base sure. where my answer is always 
it's actually doing about half of what Quail Springs is doing, but it's growing at about twice, uh, yeah. growing about twice as fast. Right, right, right. Well, it is interesting, you know, because I know we've talked about this before, and I think Ryan has even brought this up at times, but like we had that one kid who was driving from Edmond to Norman because he didn't realize <laughs> there was a location at Quail Springs. And I'm like, brother, I've got great and terrible news for you like i appreciate you and you're gonna be happy and upset but like you've got a store and like you know like quail springs area go live right by there and i'm like oh, well i mean like there's one there and it's been there for seven years like how did he how did he find out about the norman location before i think a buddy of his that went to college at ou uh, like was like this place is got the most handsome guys i've ever seen working here <laughs> <laughs> and uh and so he was like gotta check that out so i don't know i think that that was the case mm. i think his buddy was from ou and just happened to shop with us uh, about it yeah yeah and was just like yeah it's really cool there you know they do a lot of cool stuff like whatever they've got this brand and that brand that maybe you haven't seen or maybe you yeah. have seen but you haven't seen it in stores um and so yeah he drove down and checked and but he come like a couple times mm. and i think like when we you know, especially in Norman, we put people in the system, they'll say an admin address and you're just like, oh, he's just here for school, lives in admin, like whatever. You don't ask a lot of questions. You right. know what I mean? You're used to it. It happens so frequently. Right. And so you like didn't think anything of it. And um, I was like, something came up and I, he, like, he had somebody with the same name in the system. And I was like, oh, okay, man, like, is this your address? Is that like back home, like back up in Edmond? And he goes, no, I live there. And I'm like, Man, like you live in Edmond, and he's like, yeah. And I'm like, and you drive all the way down here, and, and he's like, well, I really appreciate you guys. You guys do a really good job. And I was like, man, have you ever been to our Edmond location? And he's like, you guys have an Edmond location? <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. And I was like, well, man, it just goes to show, like, that's crazy. To yeah. your point, though, is it's like we've been doing this for seven years. We have a very awesome following. We have an awesome, like, not just amount of customers, but like... But that store is still growing. Still have people who this, live within a couple miles that don't even know it exists. Exactly. This this year will be this year will be a record year after seven years. Right. It's, um, yeah, it just takes time. Yeah. Uh, it takes, it's, it's, it's the pace of the, the growth that we kind of watch more than anything. Yeah. So. Well, it's, um, you know, I think one of the reasons... I it, it, like we, we're always innovating, always trying, and something that um, you know Preston talks about a lot, and actually um, got to go enjoy uh, Andrew Guerrero's new a good buddy of ours. Andrew Guerrero just opened a new restaurant in Tulsa, um, nineteen oh seven Cantina in Bixby. It is unbelievable it is like we got to do like comments uh and i was giving like harsh reviews on like everything uh and i think the lowest score i gave was like a 7.5 really? on like and we're talking like chips to salsa to taco to everything and mm. i was like and i was like this is a 7.5 and it's elote and i don't like corn <laughs> so like this is a corn dish mm. and this is still i ate the whole thing so yeah. i was like this is still phenomenal wow. um but so he, you ate one thing from uh, one thing of, of every everything on the menu yeah it was a pretty cool deal so we like we just showed up they were like hey these are the two cocktails that we have uh and we laura got one i got one um and then he ended up making me a special one because i'm a special boy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh and they were like okay cool do you want waters too and they're, they're like kitchen's not fully running yet they mm -hmm. literally had to like cook off site and bring it in mm -hmm. and so they were just preparing and getting it all put together but um they like literally brought us water bottles like they didn't have like anything fully going yet they're wow. not they're not open until like next week is when they are like really starting to go hmm. um or this week 
this week or next week, I don't remember. But um, but then yeah, you just sat down and they were like, Cool, food's coming. And yeah. you're like, We didn't have menus, we didn't order, they just brought us food. And hmm. um, but I think this is something that Preston talks about, and then I'll tie it back into what Andrew is it's like doing your best at all levels mm. like when you're making a trash box like make it the best trash box you can make mm-hmm. or Andrew puts it a good way of like when talking about the restaurants that he's done and been a part of and you know obviously plays a big role in these is <clears throat> like they're traditionally 1907 is a barbecue restaurant on mother's road phenomenal barbecue i know you've had it before mm-hmm. uh super super good barbecue yeah um <clears throat> but the kind of things that andrew talks about are like your biscuits, biscuits, your brisket, biscuits, your brisket can be great, but like if your sides are awful, like people are still going to notice that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so he's like, um, when they brought out some of the sides they were making, they had like a lote, which I thought was really good for somebody. Who, literally the only food I don't like is corn, and I thought it was good. Um, but they made. I think about that every time I eat corn. I'm like, Thomas, is this is the only food he doesn't like? That's interesting. <laughs> there you go. Good. Yeah. Yep. I'm on your mind all the time. I get it. No, uh, just when I eat corn. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> you eat corn a lot then, I hope. Uh, but, like, then they brought up beans, and I was a big fan of the beans. They were just, like, the cowboy beans kind of thing. Like had a little bit of brisket in them, mm. like, kind of slow cooked, a lot of good flavors. And I was, like, just eating it with chips, and I was, I was like, dude, these beans are awesome. And he's like, you have to treat your beans like your brisket or, like, it's not going to you have to treat everything mm-hmm. as being like as important as the I'm next eating thing. just as much of the sides, if not more. Right. And if you're treating your sides as an afterthought and you're not treating them as valuable as you treat your brisket, like people are not going to appreciate the whole experience. It's not going to be a good entire experience. I mean, that's what, when we went to 1907. Um, it was the obviously the brisket is phenomenal. Yeah. Like legitimately, it. it might be the best brisket I've ever had. I will I will put my hand to say that is the best brisket i have ever had in my entire life it was crazy yeah and when we went he was like oh yeah we almost didn't serve this today like this isn't our best and i was like this is the best i've ever had in my life what are you talking about yeah um but uh i remember you know obviously the brisket was fantastic Mm -hmm. but the thing we ended up raving about the most was the potato salad yeah right and it was and uh Alyssa actually ended up getting the recipe from (laughs) because she was like this is amazing potato salad right but that's the thing is it's part of you know and I think like we have introduced a lot of things to this company that have come directly from Andrew Aguero because he's just an awesome guy and just knows what he's talking about when it comes to a lot of things but like that is something that resonated with me because I feel like that's how we treat things here too. Is it's yeah. like it's it's you know I don't know what the direct correlation or the direct like you know how that would apply exactly, but it's like we treat customer. Maybe it's you know like I'm going to treat a customer the same way that comes in and buys a bar mm-hmm. as a customer who comes in and buys 40 things like yeah. it's like the experience should be the same like i should be just as excited i should be putting in just as much work i should be doing all the same things for the customer who comes in who maybe spends i'm used to having a desk not a table <laughs> sorry but like a customer who comes in and um yeah i, I i'm going to treat a customer the same way that comes in and spends nothing or spends yeah. maybe just a free shake pass or comes in and just buys a bar or somebody who comes in and like blows all this money it's like that's not what it's about it's about like treating everybody and giving them all a good experience yeah. so it's like treating people even when they're not buying a ton the same yeah. way no it speaks volumes to um 
and I'll go back to something in a second, but it, that speaks volumes to obviously you guys, you know, treating that customer down in Norman, like um, amazingly because he was, you know, driving all the way from Edmond down to Norman mm -hmm. and just apparently ignored all the t-shirts on his way down <laughs> like, mm -hmm. uh, to get all the way down there. That was sure. actually one thing that we, we really had a lot of people surprised at when we were opening in Norman. Um, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, that's, that's, you know, a lot of opportunity there. Like, you know, and, oh, you won't have any cannibalism at all. Well, we actually have a decent amount of people that drive from Norman up here. Yeah. Like I remember Nick, our real estate agent was like, you have people drive from Norman? Yeah. It's like, yeah, right. We got a handful that do regularly. Yeah. It was, we even ran a heat map off of, you know, where, what zip codes uh, are our customers coming from. And, you know, obviously red right around Quail Springs Mall, orange, kind of in North OKC, yellow, kind of through the rest of um, Oklahoma City, the metro area. And then you get down to Norman, it's like this little orange spot in Norman. We're like, yeah. Mm, we're going to go there. Yeah, right. Yeah. Why not? Because yeah. you're getting a, a number of people. But yeah, I think that is, that's it. You know, it's like, um, and I think people notice those kind of things. Like they notice that um, a, a lot of our, like we've talked about in the podcast before is like a lot of our um most loyal like big time customers who shop with us all the time come and see us all the time like do all those kind of things that just love us and you know super high detail scores like just really big into triad like those people um are far from the people who spend the most money you mm -hmm. know what i mean it's like that's that's never i appreciate that that's not the point but i think that that's like you know we've treated everybody well and i think that's why um you know we treat everybody like their beans or treat everybody like their brisket i don't know how to use that analogy but you get well, it it's, i think a good one is my dad um asked i think this was kind of early on in the business of hey you know when you guys have my dad asks a lot of business questions because um he's um uh he's retired now but he is uh was um uh, worked in a lab so mm -hmm obviously big into science, yeah. uh, worked in, uh, worked obviously with a lot of, did a lot of blood work for, uh, children's hospital in St. Louis. Um, and then another hospital for a little bit before he retired. But, uh, obviously he's like, that's his job is, is science. But I, I yeah. think he's taken a really big interest since we've gone into business of like, you know, just different things. Like we'll get on, you know, we'll get on rolls sometimes. My dad's just firing off questions and you can yeah. tell he's genuinely interested. Yeah. Um, but there was one point in time where he asked, you know, when you guys have, you know, someone that's like a gym owner or a trainer or, you know, someone that's really influential in the fitness community come in, do you give them extra special treatment? Mm. And mm. I, that's my, good yeah. And my answer was no, because we're giving the person that isn't that person, the person that's literally, they just came from their first session in a gym ever, the best possible experience that we can. Yeah. It is impossible. We don't hold back. We don't hold back. It is impossible for us to give the, anyone else a better experience. Mm -hmm. That's your brisket and your beans right there. Exactly. Is it's like, no, we can't treat somebody better because we're already you're super special, super extra. Is it's like, no, we're already trying to do that with just anybody who comes in, like you said, after their first day of working out. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, that is the beans and brisket but it's like no you treat them the same mm -hmm. um because they're both just as valuable mm -hmm. like they're both here they're both trying to do something you know um they're both trying to improve themselves or whatever it is like it's like they're both choosing to come here and we're so excited about that that like how much they spend or who they are doesn't necessarily matter um we're just excited to see people yeah yeah absolutely mm -hmm. yeah it's like yeah can't do better than my it's like i think i had a there's a story of um you know some it was i can't remember who it was but uh 
He was a kid who wasn't getting the best grades in school. Mm-hmm. He was getting like C's, maybe Ryan? some B's. I don't know. Ryan, were you a C student? Come again? <laughs> were you a were you a C student, a B student? Any good student? I was a pretty solid student. Nice. I think A's and B's for the most part until nice. college. So I think it was again, I can't remember who this was, but yeah, it was someone that was they were they were getting C's in school and you know, the mom uh, you know, was talking to them and hey, you know, we just we just need you to do a little bit better, you know, in school. And the kid was like, Mom, how can I do better than my best? Right. <laughs> C's are my best, mom. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Hey, but I but I get it though. It's like that's that's not a that's a that's not an untrue thing. It's like I was I think this kid was just trying not to try. Yeah, no, I understand. I understand. But he's got some wisdom to him. And he does. He does. Yeah, smarter kid than he's led to believe. That's and, right. And that's, C's would lead to believe. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's very uh, but yeah, no, I think that that's um that's something that like I know we haven't instilled in the company, but it's like when Andrew talks about it, it's something that um it always catches me off guard because it's like, man, that is such an important aspect to this. Is it's mm-hmm. like you have to you know, your barbecue restaurant, you treat everything like it's your brisket. Yep. You can't you can't do less for this just because it's pseudo not as or it's like supposed to be not as important. It's mm-hmm. like, no, everything's just as important as the next thing. Yeah. Hmm. You know, I didn't really realize that either until my dad asked that question and I was like, man, I'm like, do we do more? Like that would make that makes a lot of sense. Sure. We would do more. For, you know, a customer that's... We don't have any... I literally have nothing more. And I, I even had to think about it for a second. I was like, no, but I don't think we can do anything. Yeah, more. <laughs> right. But that's a cool realization to come to. Yeah, for sure. It's like, um, you know, I think, I think that that is a very good testament to, like, why we have people who maybe traditionally wouldn't be your supplement store... Um, uh, what am I, the customer, I guess, would be mm. the way to put it. Like, we have a number of people that aren't your, like, run-of-the-mill, like, meathead supplement store, you know, like, per- yeah. connoisseur, like somebody who, you know, we've got yeah. a lot of customers who are just, like, totally normal people who, like, they work out to be healthy. They do, you know, all those kind of things. And mm-hmm. the, those are great. We love those customers. Right. But it's, uh, I feel like because we don't like pay all this extra attention or like do all these extra things. We try to do that for everybody. It's like when you have somebody who's maybe just getting into working out or just getting, you know, back into it or whatever, this is like a place that they're kind of maybe potentially nervous to come into, which is understandable for a lot of people. Um, When we do our best to roll the red carpet out for everybody is like, I think that those are the people that are like, Oh, this is a way different experience than I expected this to be. Mm -hmm. I was expecting, you know, just some gym bro to, you know, not pay attention to me or just kind of bark a couple things that I needed to be taking, whether without asking me any questions. It was like, no, we try to like or be intimidated into buying something. Right. Oh, yeah, that's a that's a story told many times. Yeah. But it's like, um, but no, it's like we try to go like the pendulum swing the other way, where it's like we try to treat everybody like they're the biggest trainer in town, or try to treat everybody like they're the most important person. And it's like when you do those kind of things, it's like I think that's what keeps those people coming back. And they like they tell their friends because it's like, oh, this was a totally different experience. Like I think especially in maybe like certain demographics, like I know traditionally, like maybe like a older female isn't the most like gung ho supplement store, like not going to stop at the new supplement store. Some of them definitely are, but like yeah. we have a massive demographic of like 
like women who shop with us and have told their friends and come in and say like, oh, this is a very different experience or this is like, this is very different than what I expected. They're super nice. They're super cool. Um, they treated me really well. They listened to my problems. They tried to actually help me. Like all of those kind of things is where I think a lot of, um, a lot of success, especially in that demographics has come from. It's been kind of almost easy to like, I don't say, I shouldn't say easy, but it's been an easy like guideline too for in, in not in every aspect, but to take the industry standard for supplement stores <laughs> and like you said, swing the pendulum of like, take what they're doing and just do the opposite. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's just like, okay, well, that's easy. To figure Let's out. see. Pressure somebody into buying the most expensive thing, even if they don't need it and they don't understand why they have it. Okay. Let's not do that. <laughs> be Not only that, but be as at the least amount pushy the least amount salesy that you can possibly mm -hmm. be to swing the pendulum like right. not don't just end in the middle but be on the other side yeah right yeah and sometimes we have to that's an interesting thing too is we have to prove that we're not a lot of times oh, because it's time. it's such the standard that people come in a lot of times assuming that we're that way oh yeah we have a ton of people who come in understandably guarded that's why yeah. like especially when we talk to like new employees or through training like a big aspect of the training is like dealing with people who have been burned by supplement stores before mm -hmm. and showing them like hey like that's not us like yeah. it's almost <laughs> as funny as it is but it's like it's almost like the um the protocol like it's like oh this person's clearly been burned by like other supplement stores like don't even let them buy anything <laughs> right <laughs> like yeah. just swing so hard the other way like if they want to buy something like tell them no <laughs> and that's <laughs> that's usually things that you kind of pick up on of, you know after working working yeah. in the store for years is that sensory acuity of like you you can tell when someone walks in like in almost immediately yeah. like, oh, i know they're they are like the first words out of their mouth lets me know like oh you are assuming that i'm going to try to push you into something yeah. that you don't i'm need. just looking yeah yeah, exactly. They say things like that. Yeah. And it's like, cool, man. I'm like, now Now it's my job to just spend the rest of this interaction to just prove to you that we are not. Right. I'm just going to be everything I can. cool. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, those are the people who are like, um, you know, you just want to, yeah, you go out of your way almost to like show them like, hey, like this is, this is not your typical experience. Let me, yep. um, you know, I don't care do what you buy, right. if you buy anything. Right. My goal is for you to leave, right. leave knowing that we're not that. Right. Way. Exactly. Or like at least coming like in, and feeling like, okay, you know what? I'm going to give them, I'm going to come back again and see if it's the same way. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, we'll do, you know, samples or whatever it is. But it's like, those are, those are people who like, um, I have to talk to new employees because like, you know, we've never had anybody do this, but I could understand from their point of view, that being like a frustrating thing. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you're different. You know, you're not trying to do this. You're not trying to push anything on anybody, but it's like, it's that. When people come in and assume that you are, it's yeah, a, it, it's like it stereotypical used car salesman like kind of thing, and you know even those have gotten way better. But it's like yeah, but it's that like come in with like that like mm, like no, but, and I get it. You won't catch me in another supplement store, you know, or like if I've ever had to go into one for some reason or another, it's like hood up, headphones in, sunglasses on, on the phone, like yeah, on my laptop, like whatever, you know, like, like don't talk to me, like I don't want anything. You bring your laptop in look to stores on a regular basis. Yeah, it, well, whatever gets them to not talk to me. <laughs> well, like look at the situation with Ian when he went into that supplement store back home mm. and uh, he walked in and was literally beelined it for the fridge, grabbed an energy drink because they had like ghost energy. He, something specific that they had that he wanted that energy drink and he grabs it and he puts it on the counter and if the guy like ignores that he just put something on the counter kind of stepped around from the counter and like was like well let's get you on the in body like what are your goals right now like what who, are you trying to who do is that ian 
Really? Yeah, Art Ian. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I've told the story before, but it's like, yeah, they the guy was like, well, what are your goals right now? You know, like, uh, let's get you on the in body. Let's see if we get. And Ian's like, bro, I just want to buy this energy drink. And the guy's like, no, no, I totally understand, man. It's totally free. Like, you just hop on the in body. Like, we'll go. I gotta stop doing that. Like, we'll go. We'll just hop you on the in body. And, and Ian's like, bro, I'm about to walk out. Like, just let me buy this. Like, Jeez. please. But that is that is the. The standard that is what people deal with it's the it's the hey i if you you know you put the extra effort into you know you can make some you know and, and i think it comes hopefully from good intentions of hey if you put the extra effort in uh to you know help this person they'll buy more today right. but you're gonna have a situation where like ian who's like man i i don't need anything else i don't want you to right. sell me. i'm going like you run the risk with so many people of the even if you do make that sale, they're not coming back. Yeah. Where it's, yeah. our main goal is, I don't, I don't care what happens today. I just want you to come back. Yeah. A thousand percent. Mm -hmm. Like I literally are, look at our like store mantras written in the handbook. It's right. The, if we were to take our supplements off the wall and have nothing for sale, customers would want to come back two more times just to hang out with us. Right. That is like the words to live by. And right. it's like, if you can give everybody that experience where they just want to come back just to say hi, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's the way to go. Yep. All right, guys, we got to cut this one a little bit short. Uh, we've got, uh, it's getting late and we are in Yukon. Um, but I really appreciate you guys. This is episode eight. Yeah. Episode eight, which is crazy, which means like we have. I need to put that in my story. We have about, oh yeah, yeah. Get me on the, get me on my story. <laughs> but it's like episode eight, um, which means we have like 16 plus hours of super brilliant content. <laughs> Some Garfield impressions. Yep. We're almost, uh, we're going to elapse an entire day before long. Jeez. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, like 24 hours. Someone sent time. me a statistic recently that was like how, um, how, like how many pot, like how many episodes most podcasts get to. It's like, it's like 50%. I'm going to be way off on this, so don't quote me on it. Hmm. But uh, it was like 50% don't get past episode three, 75 don't get past five or something like that. So uh, that's crazy. Yeah. Look at us. Episode eight. Ryan doesn't even post them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> just... um, but yeah, we've uh, been running. I think everybody's been running around like crazy. I saw Ryan at Quail earlier today. Um, I don't usually see the same person at two stores in a day. Mm -hmm. I was, I think it was just the other day that um, I was. I, I went to every, all three stores in one day and I was like, man, that's the first day I've ever done this. This day is crazy. And I think I've done that like three times yeah. since. <laughs> I'm going to say something and this is going to allow you to know like how much running around was happening today. Yeah. Alyssa let me take her car to Best Buy. Ooh. I drove Alyssa's car today. That I saw, I, I remember that situation that opportunity presenting itself earlier and I was like, it would make a lot of sense if Thomas took Alyssa's car. Yep early and one of the like, chances and I'm i not even told gonna, her i was like you don't have to say yes i know you and i know you 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 do not have to say yes and she was like no it's fine uh oh, yeah i i i didn't even mention it because i knew Alyssa wouldn't be down but i was clearly clearly wrong yeah i think she's just happy things are rolling i think so, so too man yeah it's uh so we've been i mean we jumped i got here maybe 20 minutes before we started and we were having to like measure for the sign on the back wall yep. 
Um, Very interesting because we have much taller ceilings at this location than any of the others. Yeah. But yeah, it's, dude, it is one thing right to the next. Like we're literally figuring out how, where to place the sign on the wall and then jumping right into the podcast. Yeah, and then you're jumping into other stuff. We're all doing stuff. Yeah, so yeah, uh, keep rolling. It's 8.30 at night and we're still, I still got stuff to do. Yes, right. (laughs) Uh, Well, I appreciate everybody. Uh, It's been really cool to have like people that I wouldn't expect to have watched the podcast or listened to the podcast um, kind of let me know, just um, friends of mine or just people in my life who've been like, oh, I've checked out a few episodes of your podcast. And I was like, wow. Like that's really cool because there are a couple of people that I wouldn't have necessarily expected. So um, that's been really cool. So I, I love it when people come and tell me that because um, these aren't short and, you know, there's a lot of stuff to, to dig through. I'm sure there's a couple nuggets of knowledge maybe here and there. Yeah. Um, good jokes. Well, hopefully. <laughs> but uh, but it's been really cool. I think that we're excited to keep going. So, yeah. Um, yeah. As always, appreciate you guys listening. Thanks, guys.